guys. Welcome on in to the 2020 podcast. I'm Mark Magruder, your host. We in this podcast have the opportunity to be able to really think through our worldview. And 2020 is a play on the year and the year that the pandemic struck. But it's also a play on vision. And we want you to be able to have a long view. We want you to be able to be rooted not reactive to every headline that comes and goes in today's crazy and ever-changing world. We really want to help you to develop a clear worldview today. And we're going to work through four different categories. So each podcast is going to feature one category, either sports, business, lifestyle, or stories. I think they're pretty self-explanatory, but we'll have people from the business world coming in and talking about investing during this time. We'll have people from the sports world talking about what's going on in the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball right now. In lifestyle, we'll have friends that come in that, whether they're business owners, they're high schoolers who have missed their senior year of high school, Uh, doctors and the way that they see what is the new normal after this virus and then lastly we'll get into stories where people talk about their lives and what's gone on and how they got to where they are today so I'm really excited about this podcast and today we have the privilege of bringing in my father actually he's a expert at bringing people together, encouraging people through job transitions, and really has a lot of information and helpful info to share if you found yourself in the place to where you're out of work, or maybe you're looking for a new job. He gives a lot of helpful tips as to how to navigate through this and prepare yourself to be the best candidate possible. So with that, we'll transition into my interview with my dad, James C. Magruder. Today's guest is James C. Magruder, or Jim Magruder, or my dad. But he has actually worked in corporate America for over 40 years, and he currently consults for a company that helps train candidates how to find jobs in today's marketplace. He's a really relevant guest considering what's going on in the world today and uh, his company that he currently works for is the largest career transition consultancy in the world so we hope that with his help today you might come away with a few key points that might help you transition into a new job if you're finding yourself in that position today he's also a freelance writer and he happens to be my dad so Jimbo welcome on into the show hey hey Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. Happy to join. Awesome. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. You know, today we're talking about COVID-19 and how it's changed the world and the impact that it's really had on the world of employment. And before we talk about your perspective on how the virus has affected the workplace, let's talk a little bit about how you were personally affected regarding layoffs or job eliminations. Um, you know, a lot of people are are feeling the impact of that today. And so, I mean, to be honest, I think that's what really makes you so good at what you do. But fill us on in your story uh, in a quick 30 seconds or so. Okay. Well, you know, I spent 17 years with my company, Syncorator, uh, a division of Emerson Electric Company. And uh, one day I had a meeting scheduled with my boss. I went in on a Monday morning at 11 o'clock. 
And when I enter your office with uh, all of my stuff needed for the meeting, I noticed that uh, an HR representative was sitting next to her. Well, that looked a little odd to me. So yeah, that's never said, a good sign. Never a good sign. She welcomes me in, has me take a seat, and says, effective immediately, your job has been eliminated. I said, what? She says, Jeez. E effective immediately, your job has been eliminated. I said, why? She says, your job's been eliminated due to duplication. I said, well, I don't understand that. What do you mean by duplication? Well, she repeated the company line and said, your job's been eliminated due to duplication. I said, now, I've heard you say that twice, but what does that mean? Well, to avoid lawsuits, naturally, they're going to stick to the company line. And she repeated a third time, your job has been eliminated due to duplication. Let's go through your severance package. So the HR person then takes over and starts going through my severance package. And when she started talking, she sounded just like Charlie's Brown's parents, you know, wah, 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 wah. And uh, I didn't hear, couldn't hear a thing anymore because I was in shock. So I said to them, hey, listen, is uh, everything you're saying to me now and henceforth in writing? They said, yes, it's all here in the package. I said, okay, go ahead. And then I mentally checked out as they kept talking and started thinking about what had happened to me. But the beauty of it was I felt a tremendous sense of calm that, uh, you know, God's in control and I'm going to be okay and I need to trust him. And that's what I did. It's interesting when you've been in people's shoes before and you can feel that sympathy and even maybe a better word is empathy to the situation of the people that you're working with. So this is really interesting, especially when it comes to how the virus has affected jobs today. Um, let's talk a little bit more about that. So I've heard many numbers in terms of how widespread unemployment is and what it will become. Uh, we're recording this today in the middle of May, and I've heard predictions of you know 15% up, even to 45% unemployment in the U.S. So obviously these are staggering numbers. And my question to you is, you know, what numbers do you have access to and how do you personally sort through all of this? Well, first of all, the numbers are going to keep changing every day, day to day, as you know. Um, to give you a sense of perspective, in March, you referred to March, the U.S. unemployment rate was 4.4%. And how does that look compared to the rest of the world or parts of the world? Germany's unemployment at the same time frame in March was 3.2%. France was 8.1%, Spain was 13.6%, and current records show that the last number I saw, we've got about 30 million new unemployment claims since the national shutdown six or seven weeks ago, and of course that number is going up daily, um, so no one is sure how bad this is going to get. But I read that the current unemployment rate, though, is around 14.7%, and certainly it'll go higher. But how high, nobody knows. Some experts estimated it could be double this number, which would put us in the range of the Great Depression. And I hope that doesn't happen. Um, so those are the numbers I'm seeing, and they change every day, so I rarely quote them. Uh, my job loss has given me uh, great credibility with candidates, and it really has, because it does give me a sense of empathy with them, and they can and do relate to me because I am now among them. Um, but I think that in terms of how do I sort through this, while it is, it is frightening, 
I think we can pause before we panic and um, and we need to come to some reconciliation of you know what is it we believe in particularly in times of crisis and for me you know I know whom I have believed the Bible tells me that and uh, so I'm trusting God through this and what's interesting is it is a time of spiritual awakening to some degree because if ever there was a, an event where everyone, regardless of their faith, would conclude that only God is in control, this is it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you made several great points there. I think, you know, your most recent point being that this pandemic, it seems like it's really taken away what Christians would call idols in the world. A lot of people today are so into their health and their wealth, and both of those are threatened in this environment. And so people are wondering, like, what is in my control? I think people are seeing the reality is nothing. And it really comes down to Jesus Christ is in control of all of this, and uh, he's got it all in his hands. So there's comfort in that. I think one other point that you made that was really interesting about the countries and the different um, unemployment rates. It's interesting and also not surprising that the European countries are higher than the U.S. countries in March, which it would be fascinating to see what those numbers are now. But I think, you know, there's certain countries that the trajectory of where we're headed is probably a little bit more similar um, but it, it'll be interesting to see how this whole thing shakes out and really nobody yeah. knows. And nobody knows. I mean, this is, uh, when you think about this pandemic, the last pandemic we had was the Spanish flu in, uh, 1917. So that's 103 years ago. I think there's only one person alive on the planet that was there then and is here now. And she actually got COVID-19. She's 103 years old. She survived it, which is interesting. Wow. But the point I'm trying to make is other than her, there's no one alive on this planet the last time we had a pandemic. So to your point, nobody knows what to do and nobody knows what to expect. Hmm. A great time to trust God. Yeah. You realize there are things out there that are bigger than you. So, all right, let's keep going. And yeah. I have a like a very practical question to ask you. So what advice do you have for people experiencing job loss today? And even to put it in a little bit more perspective, let's say I've just lost my job. Actually, at my workplace, there are several who have lost their job this last week. So this is a pretty relevant question to many. But Typically, you have months to work with your clients. You know, you're coaching them along. You're working through all the different phases that you would experience in a job loss. I would imagine there's a lot of emotions that go into it. But I only have five minutes. You don't have months to work with me. What are the most important things that you would tell me during this uncertain time? Okay. Well, look, I have eight things that I try to tell every candidate. I'm going to run through them right now with you, and uh, I'll go through it quickly. And if you want me to elaborate on them, you bring me back to the point you're interested in. Okay, so here are the eight most important things to do if you've lost your job. Number one, of course, as everyone knows, update your resume. And ways of doing that, people don't even know where to start, particularly if they've been working 20 years or 10 years or something uh, because they don't have a resume other than the old one. Well, a couple of good tips are get a copy 
of your current job description, your HR department should be able and must provide you with that if you ask for it. Same thing with your performance reviews at work, because you'll see not only the projects you worked on, but how well you did them. And that can turn translate into some active verbs on your resume. That's a good point. Yeah. So number one, build your resume. Number two, target create a target list of 50 companies you need targets in front of you and i know 50 is a long list but i can tell you techniques on how you can develop them but what kind of companies and what kind of industries do you want to work for and then make this target list because you don't ever want to run out of companies to apply for because if you do you go through a downward spiral of saying what do i do now and anytime you do that you start getting a little discouraged and depressed. Number three, network. Network your way into companies. You don't want to just apply online, although you can do that too. And the reason I say that is 70% of all jobs today, Mark, are found through networking. Only 8% are found through applying online. Wow. That's yeah. staggering. 70%. Yeah. So it really is the, the saying that everybody knows it's, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. Absolutely true. Number four, uh, use LinkedIn. You all know how to use LinkedIn, but here's an interesting stat on LinkedIn. 98% of all companies use LinkedIn to look for you. And remember, they're out there looking for you too. So be very active. Have a current profile on there. Update that thing. Get as many contacts as you can and get as many endorsements as you can and recommendations as you can all right number five develop your communication strategy now again i won't go into this in detail because i'm running through the list and i'm on five out of eight number five is develop the communication strategy and the strategy is comprised of two elements an exit statement why did you exit the company you left and that may be nothing more than due to a corporate reorganization 22 jobs were eliminated, one of which was mine. Okay, there's your exit statement, and then you state what you're looking for. That's the exit statement. The second thing you should do as a part of your communication strategy is develop a positioning statement where you position yourself as a candidate different than everybody else that has the same job title who is your competition for the job. Maybe we can talk more about that later. So, communication strategies, exit statement, and positioning statement. Number six, get comfortable with video conferencing interviews. Almost everyone is going to be conducting interviews today through Zoom or Skype or something like that. Get yourself very comfortable with how to do it. And there are things you need to look for. I mean, not only how you come across, your tone of voice, but is there too much light coming in the side window and it's making your face very bright on the right side and shadows on the left. Do you have something yeah. behind you? Do you have something behind you like a bookcase that uh, is uh, diverting attention? Things like that. All right. Number seven, follow up every interview with a phone call or an email. And number eight, never give up. Yeah, there's a lot that we could kind of go back and talk about there, but I think we'll probably keep moving. I think one of the interesting things that you said, well, probably most interesting in my mind is the positioning statement, but I'll get back to that in a second. And then 
The other thing is you just don't think about that much. And the way that today is changing, especially during COVID, it's like everything is going to be video conference. So think about the lighting. Think about the part of the room. And those are the things that don't really cross your mind that are brand new today. So that's really helpful. I think you had a lot of great points there. Um, so let's talk, let's talk quickly about this positioning statement. I think it's pretty fascinating and I'm really a nerd. I kind of love studying how coaches maximize human potential. And you've sparked my memory about several coaches whose careers really launched after they developed their very own positioning statement or a core values grid. You know, John Wooden is one of those, one of the most winning coaches of all time in college basketball from UCLA, won 10 national championships. But he he really got going through developing his own positioning statement. Pete Carroll is very similar and was inspired from him. He developed this thing called Win Forever. Steve Kerr also learned from Pete Carroll. So there's obviously a lot of success stories from having a point of view of who you are and how you fit in. And I find it really helpful with us as normal people with normal jobs to know ourselves and develop and articulate our value system to stand out in the job market today. But let's let's transition here to another point. Um, I've had access to a lot of interesting consumer data over the past few months, and it's really fascinating to see how everyone is responding to the job market drying up. Uh, You have some college grads who are considering themselves the forgotten generation. Many were promised their dream internships, and suddenly it's gone. Their commencements, their graduation ceremonies are canceled. You know, internships that were they were expecting to launch their careers are now gone. Um, and then you have several people that are other generations that have just been laid off because of this thing. I mean, you, you quoted some of the stats. There's a lot of people in America that are without work and across the world. And so one thing is for sure that the job market is getting more competitive maybe than ever before. And so all that said, my question to you is, how would you advise people to stand out in such a competitive job market that we're going to be facing here now and into the future? A positioning statement is what sets you apart as unique. Um, for example, you know, there's if I take an example from uh, even from a drugstore, you have a headache, you go to the store, you go to a Walgreens or a CVS and you need to buy something for a headache, you might want to get you go in the store, you see a blue box of Advil. You pick it up, it says on it somewhere, stops headache, pain fast. Then you look to your right, you see a red box. Mm-hmm. It says Tylenol. You pick it up and it says, reduces fevers fast. Both of them have positioned themselves differently. One is a headache remedy, a quick headache remedy, and the other one is a fever reducer. The truth is, Tylenol will take care of a headache and reduce a fever, and Advil will do the same. But why do they talk about themselves differently? They do that because based on their product benefit, they are trying to appeal to the consumer to buy that product. Creating a little niche for themselves, right? Yeah, making a niche for themselves, and, and we as people who are looking for jobs you need to understand that you need to be unique and have a positioning statement for yourself. And one way to do that is just talk to your colleagues or family or friends about how do you think I work differently than other 
other people I've worked with uh, based on the same title. What was I really good at? How was I unique? How was I different? Was I faster? Was I more accurate? Was I? How did I approach my job? And then develop a statement about that, a positioning statement that you can memorize so they can see the difference between you and candidate number two and three sitting in the lobby. Yeah, that's really good. I think that's super helpful for those, especially who are in that position right now where they're looking for work. It's you got to figure out how you separate yourself from everybody else. And uh, I think it's hard work to get there. But when you get there, I think it's very rewarding and it will help you for the rest of your career um, just to figure out how you fit in and how you're different. And also it's highlighting your strengths. So once you figure that out, you're going to be even better on the job knowing that you're really good at this certain thing. Right. Um, You know, one thing I've noticed is in all the hundreds of candidates I've worked with one-on-one, one thing has been universal. And that is nobody really knows how to tell their own story. We all have a career story. And we need to know how to tell it. And most people either don't know how to tell it in a compelling way or um, they, they shortchange themselves with what their strengths are. Um, so I would say you need to know your story. You need to practice telling your story. Um, and you need to tell it with confidence. Mm. Yeah, that's really good advice. So I'll get you out on this. We're running low on time. This is probably the most important question that I ask, though, is how does your worldview, and when I say worldview, it's just your view of the world and how you see things and put everything in your brain as it's happening, how you're processing things. But how does your worldview as a believer and follower in Jesus Christ shape your outlook on such an unknown future? I'd say for me, you know, as a Christian, it's all about knowing whom I believed. And I know whom I believed. I believe the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died for me, um, that he's in control, that I can trust him. Um, Scripture tells us that God will never leave us nor forsake us. In fact, in... uh, In the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 5, it says, Keep your life free from the love of money. Remember, Mark, at the beginning of this uh, podcast, you were saying how the pandemic has struck us where we hurt the most, wealth and health. And look at how this verse addresses that. I'll start again from verse 5. Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. So you can confidently say, the Lord is my helper, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Well, for me, the way I feel about this whole thing is that um, God tells us right here that we are not going to go through this alone. And even the world is saying, we're in this together. And God himself is saying, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And so I take comfort in that. So to wrap up, I guess, from my point of view, in uncertain times, I want to trust what is certain. And God is certain. 
That's great. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Um, we appreciate your time, my friend. Okay. Well, I appreciate being on and uh, keep going at it, buddy. Yeah. And so if you guys are looking for more info from my dad, he actually has a website, uh, jamescmagruder.com. Don't forget the C in the middle there, jamescmagruder.com. He's actually written quite a bit, and I think you can be encouraged from a lot of his work. So check him out. Thanks so much for joining us. Jimbo, what a guy. I'm so thankful to have had this conversation with him and be able to share it with you all. I hope you're able to capitalize on some of these helpful tips he's providing, especially when considering or looking for your next job. As usual, I have three key takeaways from this conversation that can be applicable to us. Number one, have a positioning statement. A positioning statement is so helpful because it makes us think about how we might stand out in the job market. It provides clarity into what we do really well, and it can help you pitch yourself in a way that you may have never done before. This will pay dividends not only in the interview, but also once you're on the job. Number two, know your story. My dad mentioned this in passing, but being able to really articulate your job history and what your experiences have been up to this point is crucial. Confidently knowing where you have been, why it's relevant, and why it has prepared you for what's ahead will allow you to stand out in such a competitive market. Lastly, and most importantly, you can see that my dad's hope is ultimately in Jesus Christ alone. He trusts that what scripture says is true and that God is sovereign, meaning that he has everything that happens in this world in his hands and he can be trusted. One quote that I'm gonna hang on to from my dad was, pause before you panic. We can do this confidently knowing that God has all of it in his hands, so we don't have to worry. That's it for today's episode. I hope after hearing this, you're a bit more rooted and less reactive. Stay tuned for more in 2020 next week.